Will you please turn to Second Timothy? 请我们一同翻开提摩太后书。Second Timothy will begin with verse eight. 我们从第八节开始。To verse fourteen. 一直读到十四节。Second Timothy, chapter one, verse eight. 提摩太后书第一章第八节。Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but suffer evil along with the glad tidings, according to the power of God, who has saved us and has called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. And grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages of time, but has been made manifest now by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has annulled death and brought to light life and incorruptibility by the glad tidings, to which I have been appointed a herald, an apostle, and teacher of the nations. For which cause also I suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep for that day the deposit I have entrusted to him. Have an outline of sound words, which words thou hast heard of me, in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. Keep by the Holy Spirit. Which dwells in us, the good deposit and trusted. 你不要以给我们的主做见证为耻，也不要以我这为主被求的为耻，总要按神的能力与我为福音同受苦难。神救了我们，以圣召召我们，不是按我们的行为，乃是按他的旨意和恩典。这恩典是万古之先。在基督耶稣里赐给我们的，但如今借着我们救主基督耶稣的显现，才表明出来了。他已经把死废去，借着福音将不能坏的生命彰显出来。我为这福音奉派做传道的，做使徒，做师父。为这缘故，我也受这些苦难。然而我不以为耻，因为知道我所信的是谁，也深信他能保全我所交付他的。直到那日，你从我听见的那纯正话语的规模，要用在基督耶稣里的信心和爱心常常守着。从前所交托你的善道，你要靠着那住在我们里面的圣灵，牢牢的守着。Let's have a word of prayer. 让我们再有一点祷告。Lord, We want to thank thee for gathering us together unto thy name. 亲爱的主，我们为着你，把我们召聚到你的名里面，感谢你。Wherever thy name is, there is thy presence. 哪里有你的名，哪里就有你的同在。We do realize that we are standing on holy ground. 我们实在感觉到我们是站在圣地。We will remove our shoes. 
and take our place as thy slaves before thee. 我们要脱下我们的鞋，我们去在你面前做奴仆的地位。We will open our hearts towards thee.我们要向你敞开我们的心。And we will say to thee, Lord, what thou hast to say to us.我们要向你说，主啊，你有什么话要向我们说？Speak, thy servants hear it.主啊，请说，你的仆人们静听。we commit this time into thy loving hands. Trust thy Holy Spirit to give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That we may truly know thee. And to know thee and the one whom thou hast sent is eternal life. 能够认识你，并且神救我们直到永生。We give thee all the praise and glory. 我们将一切的荣耀和赞美归给你。In the name of our Lord Jesus. 奉我们主耶稣基督的名。Amen. We do want to thank the Lord for giving us such opportunity. We do realize that the end is coming. We do not know whether there will be more time. And we do thank the Lord. He knows our need. And He gathered us together in His presence to prepare us for meeting Him. I believe, brothers and sisters, we all know the theme of this conference. What God has entrusted to the church. Now this is taken from Second Timothy two, Second Timothy chapter one, verses twelve to fourteen. And I was assigned to share with you, dear brothers and sisters, on chapter of verse 12. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep for that day the deposit I have entrusted to him. 因为知道我所信的是谁，也深信他能保全我所交付他的，直到那日。At first glance, I thought this was not suitable for our thing.当我初次看的时候，我感觉呢，这好像并不是。
Because our theme is what God has entrusted to the church. But here Paul says, I have entrusted the deposit to God. But brothers and sisters, a second thought. I think this is very suitable for our theme. For what can we entrust it to the Lord which is not being entrusted to us first? So we do find that we have to know what God has entrusted to us first. And then we will be able to entrust Him. And there is another thought. I thought, well, this is a statement made by the Apostle Paul. Now, what has that to do with the church? But then again, on second thought, I feel that this is for the church. Because the Apostle Paul himself said, I'm a Herod, an apostle, and teacher of the nations. He was called to be a preacher. He will preach to us what God has shown him. And he was also a Herod. Herod, an apostle. And as an apostle, he was assigned to do a work. And that work is to build the church. And then also he's a teacher of the nations. He must teach us how to build the church. What is the responsibility of the church? So in every way we find that this is related to the church. I feel that it is a very timely theme. Because this is a very special time. As everything is changing. As the coming of the Lord is approaching. We who are still here, we have a very special responsibility. We are here 
to bear the testimony of Jesus. And we are here to bring in his kingdom. So we have a very serious responsibility. We need to know very clearly what God has entrusted to us. And we need to be faithful. When I was considering this before the Lord, I hope that I will be able to share with you brothers and sisters in a very simple way. So when I thought of that word and trusted, I was thinking of this matter of trust. So what I will do is, if God wills, that I will speak on the trust first. And then the second time, we will share on the trustee. And if God wills, we will share together on this matter of trustworthiness. Now you know that in our time, there is something that is very common and getting increasingly popular. And that is people tend to make a trust. We were Take all that we possess and put it into a trust. We want to be sure that everything will be taken care of. If one day we are incapacitated, or whether we are diseased. And we want to know that everything is well taken care of. So we will consult a lawyer. And we will draw up a trust. We will put everything that we possess into that trust. And how it should be arranged and distributed. And most likely, the first trustee will be ourselves. 
Because we trust ourselves more than anybody else. But unfortunately, we know that one day we will be unable. 但是很可惜的,我們知道呢,有一天我們都要失去功能。Oh, we will not be here anymore.我們或者根本不在這裡了。So we will find someone whom we consider as trustworthy.所以我們要找到一個人,我們認為是可信任的。A man of worth.一個人是有資格的。And we will appoint him as our trustee.我們就任命他來做我們的被信託人。when we are being unable, or whether we are diseased, then this man will take care and arrange all our possessions. He will not change our thought, but he will faithfully do what we have put down in the trust. This is the way that modern man will do. But the question is, does God need a trust? Our God is the eternal God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never die. He lives forever. And he is ever faithful and ever trustworthy. So, so far as God himself is concerned, he has no need to make a trust. He is well able to take care of everything that he has. But strangely, that we find that God seems to have the habit of making trust. We wonder why. As I meditated upon this matter, I couldn't find a real reason for God to make a trust. Because He is well able to manage His affairs throughout eternity. And who is so worthy as he is? He is the most dependable person to manage his own affairs. But we find in the word of God that he seems to delight in making trust. He would like to put what he has into the hands of man. 
For instance, 举个例子 ，In the very beginning， 在太初的时候，起初的时候 ，God created man， 神造了人 ，He created man in His own image after His likeness， 他照着他自己的形象和样式来造人。But after he created man, 但是当他造了人之后 ，he gave man not only responsibility in doing works. 他不仅给人有呃尽职责的那个责任。A、man is to guard and to till. 人要在那里看守并且管理。But he also gave man dominion. 他也给人呃管制权。Dominion over the fowls of the air, the animals in the land, and the fishes of the sea. 使人能够管理空中的飞鸟、田野的走兽和海里的鱼。In other words, 换言之 ，He put what he has. 他将他所有的 ，in a certain way. 放在这就这某一面来说 ，He put some of what he has into the hands of man. 把他所有的一些事物放在人的手中 ，and ask man to manage for him。他要人来为他管理。They are to rule over the earth。他们要在地上来做管理的。They are to bring all things back to the feet of God。他们要将一切的事物都带回到神的脚前。They are to exercise authority for God。他们要为神来运用权柄。So you find that God seems to delight in doing such things。所以我们看见好像神欢喜做这样事。And sometimes I wonder why。有的时候我稀奇为什么。There is only one reason I can think of。我能够想到的只有一个理由。And that is because God is trustworthy。那乃是因为我们的神。他自己是可信靠的 ，because he is faithful。因为他是信实的 ，this is his character。这是他的本性 ，and somehow he will extend that character to man。他要将他自己的啊性格也延伸到人的里面 ，because he trusts in himself。因为他信任他自己 ，and he is perfectly trustworthy。他是。完全的可信靠。Therefore, he put trust in man. 所以他就将信，他就信任人。And hoping that man will be as trustworthy as he is. 他盼望人也像他一样的成为可信靠的。You remember in Mark chapter eleven. 啊，我们记得在马可福音第十一章里。Our Lord Jesus, how he cursed that fig tree. 我们的主他怎样咒诅那一棵无花果树 ？And the fig tree dried up。那棵无花果树就枯干了。The disciples were amazed at that。门徒们都很稀奇。And our Lord Jesus said, "Have faith in God." 主耶稣却说，我们当信神。In the original, it is have the faith of God。在原文的意义乃是说，要有神那样的信心。God is full of faith. 神里面充满了信心。And He wants us to have faith just as He has faith. 他盼望我们如同他一样的有信心。He likes to extend 
his own character into man. And I think probably that is the reason why God made trust. And he even trust man, hoping that man will be trustworthy to him. Not only in the beginning of human history, he trust Adam. To rule over the ruling in the earth, and to bring all things back to God's feet. But as we read on, we will find that when man began to multiply, we and how they rebel against God. And during that time, people are worshipping idols, worshipping many gods. And they left the one true God. So we find that God reacted. The God of glory appeared to Abraham. And because of his appearance, Abraham by faith believed and followed God. And out of Abraham, we find the nation of Israel. Now you find in the Old Testament how God sent Moses to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel out of bondage. And he brought them unto himself. He led them to Mount Sinai. And there he gave them the Ten Commandments. If they should keep the Ten Commandments, they will be his people. And he will be their God. Now, brothers and sisters, we know that the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments, are related to God's holiness. He is the only true God. And aside of Him, there is no God. He is holy. Altogether separated. He is all by Himself. That's what holiness really means. And how there should not be any image made. And there should not make his name idly. 
And there should be the keeping of the Sabbath. That is to say, to trust in the work of God. God has done it all. And we just rest in Him. So the four commandments are pertaining to God's holiness. They express the holiness of God. And the last six commandments represents God's righteousness. Because God is righteous. He does everything right. And He wants us to be right in all things. So in other words, you find that God with the Ten Commandments made a covenant with the children of Israel. To put it another way, when the whole world was in idol worship, God raised up the nation of Israel, commit His name to that people. That his holiness and his righteousness might be known to the world. To put it in another way, God has entrusted himself to the nation of Israel. It is the trust. But unfortunately, we find the children of Israel eventually they departed from God. They found before God untrustworthy. But that does not change God. God is still faithful and trustworthy. So we find in the fullness of time, God sent His Son into this world. Born of a woman and born under law. That He may redeem us from the curse of law. And that way we may receive sonship. So, brothers and sisters, when God reacts, you find that He reacts in not only a positive way, but an increased way. When he sent his son into this world, he entrusted himself fully to his son. And when his son was on the earth, he was to declare the father. 
put it in another way. As you see the Son, you see the Father. Our Lord Jesus is faithful to the trust. Throughout his life, it is the Father before him. He came to glorify the Father. He came to do the work of the Father. He came to declare the Father. Everything was the Father. And he even died for the glory of the Father. He is the one who has proved himself trustworthy to the trust to him. But then we find our Lord Jesus. How he died and raised from the dead. And then after appearing to his disciples for 40 days, he ascended up on high. And he was anointed as Lord and Christ. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came down. And unite the hundred and twenty believers into one body, under one head. And that is the beginning of the church. And on that day, our head, our Lord Jesus, committed himself to the church. As God had not withheld anything, but trusted him all of his into his son. So our Lord Jesus, as the head, entrusted to the church's body all of himself. It is a complete and perfect trust. And this has been entrusted to the church. So, brothers and sisters, we would like to see what has God entrusted to the church. When you read 
Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Here you find the testimony of the Lord. To me, I feel this represents the trust that has been entrusted to the church. Our brother Lance mentioned last night. He said that in the book of Revelation, you find the phrase, the testimony of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus Christ is mentioned a number of times. Why is it so? Because the testimony of Jesus is the very thing that God has entrusted himself to the church. What is the testimony of Jesus? We find that the Apostle John, he was exiled, exiled to the island of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus. Throughout the centuries, in the church, we find the testimony of Jesus. And we find people who are faithful to their testimony. Dear brothers and sisters, I often feel that we do not really realize what God has entrusted to us. We find that God has entrusted Christ himself to us. And when he entrusted Christ to us, he entrusted himself all to us. We do not realize what a trust that is. What is the testimony of Jesus? The whole Bible is the testimony of Jesus. You remember our Lord Jesus said himself. 
You search the scripture. You think there is eternal life in it. But you do not come to me to receive life. You also remember at the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. How he conversed with the two disciples to Emmaus. And how he said in the book of Moses and the Psalms and the prophets, they all speak of me. So in other words, you find that the testimony of Jesus is none other but Christ himself. I think in order to know what is the testimony of Jesus, probably the simplest way if we turn to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. We find that in the first chapter, there is the vision of our Lord Jesus. And then in verse 17, and verse 18, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he held his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not. I'm the first and the last, and the living one. And I became dead, and behold, I'm living to the ages of ages, and have the keys of death and of Hades. Woyikanjanjupudaljiaoshanshiyao,hayungyuso,andawasuopuyaljipa,wasusoshenda,wasamohoda,yosunatsunghoda,wasensugwa,shendayofola. Now we know that the Apostle John is the one who is nearest to our Lord Jesus. He is among one of the first two who came to our Lord Jesus. And among the twelve apostles, he was the last one who passed away. He was the one whom Jesus loved. And he was the one who lay upon the breast of our Lord and asked him. In other words, he was most intimate to the Lord. We may almost say that there was no one who knew the Lord as much as the Apostle John. And yet, in this Patmos vision, 
He saw the glory of the Lord as the high priest of the church. And you find he was uh, fell down at his feet as dead. In other words, his knowledge of the Lord Jesus while Lord was on earth was full. But the Lord in heaven, that, that knowledge he was to receive. So dear brothers and sisters, oftentimes we think that we know the Lord Jesus. Have we not believed in Him as our Savior? Have we not believed in His cross? Have we not experienced Him as our Comforter? But brothers and sisters, our knowledge of our Lord Jesus is always limited. No matter how much you know of the Lord Jesus, there is always much more to know about Him. He is the infinite one. Now who is able to know God, all of God? Even in eternity, we are continuing knowing Christ. But brothers and sisters, in the word of God, he has revealed so much to us. And what we have really understood are very limited. And it is the will of God that we should know Him and know Him and know Him. So the testimony of Jesus is an all-inclusive testimony. It tells us who Jesus is and what Jesus is. And here you find a very simple explanation statement. And it is spoken by our Lord Himself. Now, who is Jesus Christ? Pastor, he said, I am the first. And the last. This is what our Lord Jesus is. He is the first. In other words, He is the beginning. 
他就是那开始。He is the Alpha。他是那个 Alpha。Everything begins with him。万有都是从他开始的。Whatever does not begin with him is not of God。不是从他开始的，就不是出于神的。He is the first。他乃是首先的。He has the first place in all things。他在万有之上要居首位。And dear brothers and sisters, do we know him as the first? And the first in the scripture does not mean that first, second, third, and so on. First in the scripture means he is all. And do we know him as the first? Do we let him be the first in our life? Do we put him first in among Moses and Elijah? You remember that scene on the Mount of Transfiguration. How Peter blurted out and said, "It is so good to be here." Let, let, let us make three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And immediately the glory cloud of God passed over. And everything disappeared. They see Jesus only. And the voice said, "This is my beloved son. Hear him." In other words, you cannot put Christ between among other people. 换一句话说，我们不能把基督放在任何事的。Because it is the will of God that He is the first. He has the preeminence among all things. And everything must begin with Him. Now this is not just a theory. This is a truth. And this is something that God wants us to know. That we realize that Jesus is the first. That everything in our lives must begin with Him. And He must be first. In our life, our God is a jealous God. He will not allow us to have anything to be equal with Christ. And this matter of the first applies to many things. And this is the testimony that has entrusted 
to the church. Because in the church, Christ is the beginning. Everything must come from Christ. And in the church, Christ is incomparable. He is our all and in all. So you find Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. God has made him head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and in all. And this is the testimony of Jesus. And this is entrusted to the church. And then he said, I'm the last. In other words, he is the ending. He is the goal. Everything sum up in him. And everything will give glory to him. If our aim, our end, does not end with Christ, whether our life or our service, all these are vanity of vanities. Because it is the will of God that all things will be ended in Christ. Sum up in Christ. Brothers and sisters, what a testimony that is. One day everything will speak of Christ. Because this is the will of God. So he said, I'm the first and the last. This is my place in the church. And then he said, I am the living one. Now this speaks of what he is. Our Lord Jesus is the living one. He is life. He is resurrection and the life. That is what he is. We know of what he does. But we oftentimes do not know what he is. He is life. He is not only the origin of life. He is the giver of life. And anything that is related to him must be life. Whatever is the life is not of him. 
Because he is the living one. Therefore, he is over all things. So, brothers and sisters, what we need to know about Christ, that is to to know him as the living one. To know his life. To allow his life to control us. To allow his life to be our life. And this is the testimony of Jesus. And then it is said, and I became dead. Now, that refers to his work. His, he is life. But this life has gone into death. In order to rob death of his power. And comes out in victory. Dear brothers and sisters, we do thank the Lord that He came into this world and He was dead. But He came out of the tomb. He is the victorious one. We should experience him as such. And behold, I'm living to the ages of ages. In other words, life has overcome death. He is the resurrection and the life. And this is what we need to know him. When you read Philippians chapter 3, the passion of the Apostle Paul is to know him. And how to know him? To know the power of his resurrection. This is to know him. And he said, Behold, I am living to the ages of ages and have the keys of death and of Hades. In other words, he has overcome. The keys are in his hand. He can shut it off he can open it. Brothers and sisters, and this is the testimony of Jesus. And this is what has been entrusted to the church. And the church is to bear this testimony. Then again, we find in 2 Timothy chapter 1. 
But suffer evil along with the glad tidings according to the power of God. Here you find another term, glad tidings. So what has been entrusted to the church? God has entrusted to the church the glad tidings. Brothers and sisters, we often think of what the glad tidings is. We think of the glad tidings as how our Lord Jesus did the work of redemption. How his blood was shed for the remission of our sins. How his flesh was given to us that we may receive life. And thus we are saved. This is glad tidings to us. There is is, uh, nothing more glad than this tidings. We who were dead in sins and transgressions, and now Christ has come to save us. We are thankful for that. And we feel this is our great commission. And we are to preach this gospel to the whole world. Brothers and sisters, this is what we consider as the glad tidings. But when you read the scriptures, you find the glad tidings that have been entrusted to the church is much more than that. We consider the effect of the glad tidings to our lives. But the glad tidings is something much bigger. Because when you read the book of Romans, you find in the book of Romans chapter 1, he said, Paul, born of Jesus Christ, a called apostle, separated to God's glad tidings. And then, in my version, we have parentheses, which has been before promised by the prophets in holy writings and parentheses. And then said, concerning his son, 
然后说到论到他儿子。And again in parenthesis,然后又一个刮胡。Come of David's seed according to flesh, mark our son of God in power, power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection of the dead, end of parenthesis.按肉体说是从大卫后一生的,按圣善的灵说,因从死里复活,以大能,这里他就是一个刮胡。and then it follows with Jesus Christ our Lord. So in other words, God's glad tidings, what is God's glad tidings? Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So the glad tidings is Christ Himself. The glad tidings includes much more than initial salvation. We see the glad tidings of the effect of it in our lives. That it saves us. Therefore it is glad tidings. But the glad tidings itself is Christ Himself. He is much bigger than what he his effect upon us. So the, the scripture speaks of the glad tidings as the mystery of glad tidings. If you read Ephesians chapter six, you find that the apostle Paul The Apostle Paul says in verse uh, uh, 19, uh, chapter 6, verse 19. And for me, in order that utterance may be given to me in the opening of our mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the glad tidings. The glad tidings is a mystery. The whole book of Ephesians speaks of the mystery of the glad tidings. And we know that Ephesians includes much more than initial salvation. So in Colossians he said the glory of the mystery among the nations which is Christ in you the hope of glory. So Colossians 
就是基督在你们里面成了荣耀的盼望。So the glad tidings is Christ Himself.所以这一个福音就是基督自己。The emphasis is on the person of Christ.这里的强调乃是基督这一位。Instead of the effects upon us.而不是在我们身上的那个果效而已。Of course, you cannot separate these two things.当然，我们不能把这两件事分开了。But the emphasis is on Christ Himself.但是他所强调的重点乃是基督自己。That this will deliver us from being self-centered to Christ-centered.这个能够拯救我们从以己为中心变为以基督为中心。And this is the testimony that has been entrusted to the church.这乃是这个见证乃是交付给教会的托付。Because the church does not preach about Himself.因为教会应该来传讲他自己。Will not preach about him herself.哦，教会不应该传讲他自己。The church will preach Christ.教会应该来传讲基督。It is Christ that should be seen and heard.唯有让基督被人看见和听见。And it is not the church that at the forefront. So, brothers and sisters, we are entrusted with the glad tidings. We oftentimes think of Matthew 28, the Great Commission. And we think of the Great Commission as preached to the nations that they may be saved. But the Great Commission is this go to the nations and disciple all nations. In other words, it is not self centered, it is Christ centered. It is not that we got saved. It is that Christ be exalted. We be his disciples. We follow him. We are transformed and conformed to his image. This is the glad tidings. So Christ may be all and in all.所以，好使基督能够赐一切，又在一切之内。And then thirdly，然后第三，we find that which is entrusted to the church is the faith.我们看见所交付给教会的托付乃是那真道。We remember in the letter of Jude.我们。记得在犹大书里。Beloved, using all diligence to write to you of our common salvation, I have been obliged to write to you, exhorting you to contain earnestly for the faith once delivered to the saints.亲爱的弟兄啊，我想尽心写信给你们。论到我们同得救恩的时候，就不得不写信劝你们。要为从前一次交付圣徒的真道竭力争辩。
here you find contained earnestly for the faith once delivered to the saints. And the word contained earnestly actually is agonizing for the faith. You know in Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 5, it said one faith. We who believe in the Lord Jesus, we should diligently keep the unity of the Spirit. And in the unity of the Spirit, there is one faith. And the one faith here refers to the fundamental faith concerning our Lord Jesus. It refers to we believe Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Because this faith makes us children of God. And all who believe in Christ and the Son of God we are one in the Spirit. But then when you read on to verse 13, Paul said, until we all arrive at the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So here you find the faith. Not one faith, but the faith. One faith we already have. The faith we ought to arrive at. Now, what is the faith? The faith includes all the truth that we find in the Word of God. All the words of God constitute the faith. We believe in all the words, the revelation of God. And this is something we will all arrive at. 
Because today different people may have different interpretations. They may interpret differently of the scripture. They all believe in the Lord Jesus. They all believe Jesus is Christ, the Son of God. And yet they have different ideas, different interpretations. But one day we will all arrive at the defense. We will Know the word of God as the Spirit has taught. And we will arrive at the knowledge of the Son of God. And the knowledge is full knowledge. Experiential knowledge. Now today, you experience Christ in one way, I may experience Christ differently. But one day we will all arrive at the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. This is the time when the church is fully grown. And dear brothers and sisters, it is the faith that has been entrusted to the church. And this is something that we have to pursue. This is something we have to fellowship with one another. In order that one day we may arrive at the deep faith. So to put it simply, what has God entrusted to the church? God has entrusted to the church the testimony of Jesus. God has entrusted to the church the glad tidings. God has entrusted to the church the faith. And this is our responsibility. So may the Lord have mercy upon us. That we may know what has been entrusted to us. It is so much bigger higher, greater than we think. And how much we need to pursue together. May the Lord help us. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we want to thank Thee for Thy great love towards us. Thou hast loved us so much that Thou hast entrusted Thyself to us. 
in such a way that is far beyond that we even think of. 在远超过我们所能想象的方式中，你把你自己给我们。We do want to thank thee that I can trust us in such a way. 我们为着你这样的信托，我们我们要感谢你。We do tremble before thee lest we fail thee. 我们实在在你面前战惊恐惧，怕我们会叫你失望。Only by thy grace that we may be able to be faithful. 唯有借着你的恩典，我们才可能忠心。Do pray that thou will continue to enlarge our horizon. 我们求你不断的扩大我们的眼界。Give us heavenly vision. 赐给我们属天的意象。That we may really know thee. 好叫我们真正的认识你。That we may be faithful to thee. 好使我们能向你忠心。And it is all by thy mercy. 这一切都靠着你的怜悯。We give the glory. We 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 give the glory